The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Seven minutes after eight it is. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Forum at Eight. Now, while some commentators believe that the Springbok rugby squad announced last week is strong and should prove to be a handful for any team they face in the world, there are those who say that the sport has lost the opportunity to transform. The 2015 Rugby World Cup squad was announced on Friday last week, naming nine players out of the squad of 30 who are black. And this was still far short of the target of 50% that administrators have set for themselves to achieve within four years. Now, South Africa has attracted a lot of criticism in recent weeks after the country feels a mainly white team against Argentina here at home, only to lose at 37-25. A week later, the Springboks, uh, the Springboks included more black players for a follow-up match in Buenos Aires and won at 26-12. Now, on the forum date this morning, we're in conversation with former Springbok coach Peter de Villiers, and he's the first and so far the only un, uh, black Springbok coach who helped propel the team to the top of the rankings during an uneasy 2008 to 2011 tenure. Peter de Villiers, thanks so much for speaking to us this morning. Oh, you are such a vibrant person. Nobody can say no to you. <laughs> no, we really appreciate you coming on this morning. But of course, we, we, we're talking serious matters here, Peter. I mean, um, you know, a lot has been said. There's so much going on. Um, uh, there's an organization, the Agency for New Agenda, a political party for that matter. And they are actually taking um, Saru as um, uh, to court this morning, as well as the minister, for a lack of transformation. And sport. Now, who better we thought to talk to us about this than someone who's been at the helm yourself in terms of what is currently going on with rugby and transformation? You know, Zakina, what, what we do see now is only the tip. And, and if you look at what happened during all these years now, um, we, have, we have been fooling people around for four years now. And every time when it happened, we just added straw um, to the camel's back. And the one the one last straw that, that actually broke the back was uh, uh, the, the, the selection of the team for the Argentina game. That last straw there broke the back of the camel. And then people saw through all the plans and people saw through the dishonesty and people saw that they were fooled and, 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 and all these little things. So, so, so what people do now, um, if we criticize what people do from, from all walks of life, from any angle, then we're only criticizing a reaction. And, and there are so many times that we could prevent a reaction by our actions, you know. And that is where we stand now at this moment, is that our, 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 our actions became, became painful and, and, and it hurt people so much that they have to react the way they do react. And now everybody goes out and they are criticizing and fighting reactions, you know. The whole problem starts with the bosses at Saru, where they had to lay down the law and say, this is what we want to achieve. I don't care how you get there. You're just going to show me the score at the end. And if you don't get there, there's no way that we can go any further with you because we believe that rugby or sport like, like our... Our, our icon, Mr. Mandela, said sport can build a nation, and in our country, it's rugby, 
and we are going to build this nation. We don't care how, but you will do the following. Then we would have been in a different space. Now, Peter, during your tenure, you know, what was it like? Uh, and, and especially when it comes to the issue of transformation, um, when uh, team selection obviously then became a very important issue. How was that done? Okay, now what? There's, there's no replacement in life for honesty. If you're honest in whatever you are doing, then people are tolerant. People, to people tend to, 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 to support you. People tend to, to, to actually believe that you are in the right, in the right uh, space and that you are doing the right stuff for the country. The one thing that when I became the Springbok coach, I realized that there's nothing uh, um, glorified with this, with, this, with this position, you know. I realized that becoming the Springbok coach is becoming a servant for my country. I have to serve the people. I have to serve the players. I have to serve everybody, and I have to bring hope. So, so, so denying myself, you know, uh, transforming my mind, renewing all those kind of things, uh, the way I thought, um, t- take away the fight. You're not now the coach for, for, for the blacks. You're not the coach for the whites. You're the coach for the country. So you have to go out there and bring hope to everybody, irrespective of uh, what, what, they, what you want. And, and it, worked, it worked quite well because, you know, whatever I did, um, I had to live with my conviction, and that was I had to serve the people, and, and, I, and, I, and I got it right. So nothing bothered me, really, because I was prepared to sacrifice myself. I was prepared, prepared to sacrifice my job for, for, for what I was standing there for. So tell me, uh, Peter, is there actually, has there ever been during your time a concerted effort uh, to try and block black players from uh, making the top uh, of the rugby squad? Yeah, certainly there have been. Certainly there have been. There have been in, in, in 2005, 2005 when I when I was the coach of the of the of the of the under 21, uh, and and I selected that nine players of 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 of, of color to play against the Oblates in Australia in the final. There was a concerted action from South Africa to stop the team of going onto the field. Uh, people actually said that if that team goes onto the field and they win. Then we have then we have trouble, and then the team went on the field, and they did win. I was so lonely on that tour because I followed my conviction. But the one thing I can tell you, it wasn't about black. At that year, I had the best black players in the country, and they were twice as better as what their counterparts were. So I had to go with the best team because I wanted to be successful. And 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 you don't have those kind of things every time in your life. You you get it once in a while. You do get it. But but what we what we what we have to, to, to realize is that in South Africa we have stopped the natural growth of transformation by 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 um, putting putting the black players in frames. You have to be wings. You have to be this. So the black players start to, to compete with each other in the team. So we build teams within teams. And another thing that we actually kept aside from everybody is that. We want to keep the culture of the game as it were a hundred years ago, and we did, we weren't open for change. And then, when you say that uh, there was a concerted effort made, who who was the who were the people behind that? Oh, it's in my book. People can read the book and you can see what what would happen then. And that is two thousand and five. Right? Um, there a lot of things in mind can happen. When I became the Springbok coach, there were also some 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 efforts. But, you know, again, 
I have to stand strong. If if I if I want this country to be the best, then I just have to select the best at that time. Now 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 merit merit doesn't be doesn't give you the right or give you the 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 the, the, the reason to, to 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 select the best. Merit is only what I see in merit and what I believe, and that is what every coach will have, you know. But you can see when he's dishonest. You can see when when when. When there's something that is protected, you can see it because, wow, I'm black and I'm ugly, but I'm not stupid, you know. <laughs> now, Peter Tavillias, uh, you know, uh, talking about uh, the uh, baby box who went on to win the World Cup um, uh, under your stewardship, many people ask the question about why there seems to, uh, you know, be a lack of follow through. Uh, looking at the players, like you said, you had nine players in that game against New Zealand, uh, black players. Uh, what then happens with the transition into the senior ranks? Where do these players get lost? You won't believe me. You won't believe me if I say you. Of that team that, that we had there, of that team, only one, I'm telling you now, only one came back and got a proper, a proper, proper, proper contract. I, I, I just want to give you, I'm not going to mention the, the province, I'm not going to mention where guy. I had two locks in that team. The one lock, the most experienced one, who was the number one lock, played for that province, and, 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 and another lock who didn't even make the starting lineup was a white player. The white player earned three times more money than that black lock who were a better rugby player. Now, 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 now the players get to each other and they talk about these things. And suddenly there's little um, disparity and they think that, 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 that hold the team back to perform. But the players will never talk. They will never stand up. They come to me. They tell me to ask me to, to, to intervene. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There's no way that I can intervene in these little things. But what I want to get, get at is, is if, we, if we don't stop those little things, what happened before? There must only be a certain amount of, of black players in a squad. Now, if that black players are there, they are not enough to side with, with each other because they have to sit at tables and, and they have to work with it. So the, the, the culture of the team remained white. Sadly, then, that players must take on that culture. So they're actually losing themselves to little things in life that's not important. So when they get back to their own peers, their own people, then they don't understand who they are anymore. And those are the little things that, that, that subtly held us back, you know. If you look at, 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 at contracting of, of schoolboy players, certain unions now have a flyer who can, there's only one flyer in a team. And certain unions buy six or seven of the best players in the country, so only one can play. So if that one is a white one, then play, and the other four or five is black players, then they will never play, so they will disappear. So they both buy them out of the system. So, 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 uh, does this mean then uh, that uh, you know the commercial element of sport is also complicit in perpetuating the status quo uh, as it stands with regard to transformation and 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 uh, basically acting as a hindrance to transformation? Because, as you just mentioned, if uh, you know the people the moneyed people are going to back players even though they are not the best, then you know the status quo will remain. 
Clearly. No, 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 there's a subtleness that you can't discuss in 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 in, in, uh, in, in the open because nobody knows about it. So you can't discuss it and say, Oh, this is what you're doing. You can't do that. Uh, then you open yourself for, 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 for criticism, even for court cases. But I know it. I know it happened because I was there. I know I know how black players was forced to write an affidavit that the coach isn't a, 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 a racist. And when two players refused to do it, they never got an, an, a, a contract again in, the, in their lives. They had to move on to other places, you know. I, um, going back to 1995, um, uh, the Bangu Lefe, was a center from, from, from up north, and, and he was um, adjudicated at that uh, tournament as the best player of the tournament. He came back, he came back, and he never, I'm telling you now, never got an, 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 a contract. He had to move from one province to another province, and, and just disappeared. All, all, that, uh, all the other guys who played in, that, in the tournament, they got contracts. Um, I'm talking about now the white guys, but he never got one. So, so our biggest, our biggest subtleness fight is we keep it amongst ourselves. When they will disappear, if people don't see them on the field, they will never talk about them because only the players who play daily is the players that been recognised. You know. And, you know, basically, Peter, I mean, it all comes down to, uh, you know, what is being done. You yourself, as a black coach, uh, people are asking, do you feel that you have done enough as Peter de Villiers, um, you know, to advance the transformation agenda when you were there? Because, um, you know, they are looking back, they're quoting, they're saying, you yourself have on occasion um, uh, also fielded an all-white team. And so what did, what did you do? Is this not just hating on Heineke Mayer? Well done. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not personally compare myself to Heineke Mayer because then I will break myself down. Um, what I achieved with no support is something that, 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 that nobody else will achieve ever in life. So I can't compare myself with him. They expected me to be five times better and I were five times better. And you can see the record. Um, uh, for, for four years, South Africa were number two now. And they never beat number one on a regular basis. We did that. Uh, we did a lot of things without support. I was announced by my president. I was announced as a Rechtel and the Aksi coach. Okay? Mm-hmm. I wasn't supported by none of you. Not, not one of you guys did ever believe I would be successful. The white people took me out. The media made me a bad guy, but they never criticized my technical knowledge. They never criticized my people skills. They never criticized the things that, that, that the coach needs to be a successful coach, but they criticized all the other things, and everybody believed it. They even talked about my talking to much. They talked about my religion. They spoke about a lot of nonsense, and you people because nobody else could stand up for me. And then I realized as a lonely person and, 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 and to walk in the, in the, in the footsteps of the Nelson Nagara, I wasn't in but my dream is outside. I'm in bondage. I must get out of it. So I had to change what I had in mind just to go be successful on the field. Because if we didn't get the results on the field, then people would have said, can you see? The black people will mess up everything. They can't even win. So they, you can't compare me. 
with the support that this guy is getting and, 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 and what's happening in SA rugby, you can never, if you do that, if anybody does that, then I never ever thought that our, our country is so short-sighted and our country is, 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 is actually wanted to break down progress and unification. So, so, so when you say you had a lack of support, what was your relationship like with Saru then? Nothing. I'm telling you now that the president of Saru came to me three times in my toilet to want to fire me. And no. I'm not going to discuss the merit of it. I'm not going to discuss the merit of it because it was stupid things. Really, really childish things. And, 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 and he told me that, that the board members wanted him to do that. He told me when I was announced, when I asked him, why did you say I'm, I'm not the best coach, I'm not there for rugby reasons only? He said that some white people told him to say that because there was a lesson. If he didn't say that, he wouldn't be elected as a president again. So, so whenever I spoke in the Lion store about Alabaska Burger and he was um, not found guilty, and he didn't come out and say, yeah, that's great. I never once did you read that Saru supported the coach. Now, you see the, 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 the flip side of it. Because Saru, uh, the media supports Saru. They are their, 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 their biggest partners. And, and, and if, you, if, if anybody didn't see that, then, 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 then the Bible is so true. Nobody is as blind as those who don't want to see. Well, we're speaking to Peter de Villiers this morning. He is uh, the former Springbok coach. We're talking about transformation and, and, and trying to understand why it is seemingly so difficult uh, for transformation to happen within the ranks of sport and rugby in particular, especially given that we have the new agency for a uh, new agenda party uh, taking uh, Saru and uh, uh, to court this morning. And we also have the Freedom Front Plus, whom we spoke to uh, yesterday, and they have gone to appeal to the British government to take urgent note of alleged political interference in rugby in the country. So we're going to open the lines, 0891 Can I talk on that? Yes, on please. The, on that, uh, I think, particularly with the High Commission thing. Yes. If every forum, if every forum can come out and they say that there were political interference in the selection of the team, then they must show me what the team was before and what the interference caused. If the team that the coach announced was the only team or the first team that he, that he, that he, uh, that he selected, what gives them the right to say that there was interference? If only they had a team before, then then I then, then they can say it. But but if I, they can't show me that they saw a team before that, then they can't tell me that there was interference. I mean, I can only see interference. And I, when I hand something and it changes, then I can say there was interference. So if the team has changed, if the culture goes, then the team has changed, then the team before, the team has announced, then they only have the right to say there was interference. If not, I don't see any significance in that, in that statement. So, so I would love them to, to, to come out and, and then show us the team that was elected before, and then compare it with the team that was announced, and then only they have the right to say things like that. Other, there are only some fucking things, and they're going to a high commissioner of another country to talk to our country. Which country are we living in? I don't know.
Well, are you not just trying to justify, you know, the fact that maybe you didn't win the World Cup and you didn't manage to effect transformation in any meaningful way while you were the head honcho, Peter? I'm not justifying anything. I told you why I had to change. You know what? That I made in my time 28 Springboks. I took a few of them. If they will have another chance where they can, 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 can play the Geo, Geo, uh, Eplons and those kind of guys, I, 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 I actually matured them in the international scene. And with no support, with no support, I still, I still, I still manage to do what I do. Did not one black person in this country stood up for the fact that I was there. And say, hey, what's happening here? Why are you criticizing the man like this? What's happening? Why don't you talk about nobody? Not even you. Not even your company. Um, you, 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 you conveniently get quiet. If, if, you, if you allow a conversation like this to go where I compare myself with anybody in life, I'm telling you now, then you say that I want to be like other people, and that's not true. If I want to be like other people, I will get so close, but I will never be able to be myself again. And God created me as an individual that, that, that has to make a change, that has to, to, to bring hope to people, and, and to make people feel about, good about themselves and be the best that they ever can be. So I'm not fighting Heineken Mayer here. I'm not fighting. What I'm fighting is an honesty. And transformation is nothing about color, baby. Transformation is a renewal of your mind. And if you didn't get out of the apartheid system yet with your mind, there's no transformation in you. Then you're not fit enough to work in a high position in my country. Well, speaking to Peter de Villiers, let's just take one call before we go to news. Uh, Blackie and Kimberly, good morning. Uh, good morning uh, and good morning, coach. Uh, uh, Sakina, I think I agree with the coach when he raised the issues that he's raising. Because we tend to look away when things go haywire. Uh, For instance, to make the example, you see the issue of transformation is even going down at school level. And the coach is so important when he said black players, good black players, are not been given the opportunity enough to perform, although they are be- uh, better uh, than their white uh, counterparts. They are just been kept off the field. You will sit on the bench. If you are not sitting on the bench, you will be uh, sitting uh, in the stands without getting that opportunity. And sometimes what we are asking, we are asking just to say, give black players the fair opportunity the way you give white players. That is simple. We don't make black players uh, uh, favors here. Yeah, give give. Uh, uh, let me go back to 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 okay. Brian Abana. This morning uh, we are talking about that in conversation with uh, former box coach uh, Peter De Villiers, and the lines are open oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. We lost Blackie there. Uh, we were speaking to him before the break, but Blackie, you know, in the main, basically confirming some of what Peter had already said. Uh, but uh, we'll see if he comes back. Emmanuel in Johannesburg. Good morning. <clears throat> Hello, hi, Sakina. Good morning, uh, Peter. Also, I just want to first to say I think one has to sympathise with Peter as a coach, and how difficult it might have been for him uh, all alone to fight a network of power which has been there for, for many years, both economic power, 
the cultural power. So I just want to, to sympathize with him. But the second point I want to say, uh, Sakina, is uh, what we have to put on trial is the Freedom Plus and, and the Africa uh, Afri Forum. These are organizations who want to maintain the old order. Uh, Afri Forum, for instance, has came up you know, with this democratic kind of idea. But if you see very closely, Afri Forum is, is, is a continuation of what was uh, essentially the Bruderbund uh, project. And that project in post-1994 came under the democratic dispensation under human rights guise to protect the old interests. So what I'm saying is our media, particularly the SABC, has to focus the media, the camera, has to be on these organizations. And we have to historically uh, deconstruct these organizations as a continuation of the past. Thank you. Yes, please, you may. Please. Um, I just want to bring you closer. Um, like you spoke about Brian Abana and he didn't continue mm. that. I just want to bring you closer to 2012. Uh, in, I think it was 2012, if my, if my memory serves me correct. Important. This is the way the where the Craven Week were. We had a flyer of SWD, uh, a little black boy. He played out of his socks. He outplayed Hundred Pollard with everything in himself. He outplayed him. I'm telling you now, he was ten times better than that man at the tournament. The Blue Bulls did buy that boy too, and as they as they did buy about um, Andre Pollard. We don't know where that boy is. Last year, he played under-21, one game, I believe, or a few games. But we don't know about this guy because the opportunities have been taken away from him to grow in the same way as the other player has grown. And by that, I'm not saying Andre Pollard is not a good player. But what I'm saying is, if they gave the equal opportunities to, to, the, to both the guys, the little one who outplayed him showed so much more potential. And it has never been fulfilled for a lack of... of, of of, of, of opportunities. But what I want to add is that you only fight principles in life. You don't fight people. And that's what I will never fight Heineke or the minister. I will only fight principles. And if those people take it personal, then, then it's their problem. But I will fight principles. And the principle now is the team has already been selected. That's the principle. You can only fight it before it's been selected. It is selected now. Now it's our duty to support the team for the sake of the players. I don't care what our preferences are. I don't care who we wanted in the team, what, who we thought shouldn't have been there. Now the team is selected. So the principle now remains. We must, we must now rally behind our country, uh, country's flagship. And the team is our country's flagship at the moment. So whatever happened now, we just keep quiet, we just sit back, and we support the players to go do their best. Because if they don't do that, we are putting our country 100 years back you know, in, the, in the eyes of the world. Nobody will respect us again. We must understand, not our ec- economy, no nothing. People respect South Africa for the Springboks for what they achieved on a rugby field. If the achievements become less, I'm telling you now, the respect will just disappear from the outside world. All right, let's go back to the lines. I see Freedom Front Plus's Anton Alberts, Advocate Alberts, on the line. Um, and then you um, obviously have heard what uh, Peter de Villiers had uh, been saying about your um, your bid to go to the British High Commission. I'm hoping you heard it. Um, uh, good morning. No, unfortunately, I did not hear his comments on that. So, so, so. Um, uh, can, I, can, I, can I repeat it? Can yeah, I repeat yeah, it? Okay, you may. Yes, please. 
I've, I've said, what gives the Freedom Front, uh, front uh, the right to say that there was political interference? The only time that they can have the right is if they saw a team that was there previously. If the team that the Kurds announced is the first team, it is the only team, then how can anybody say there was interferences? But if they know about the team that has been selected before the team that was announced, then I would love to see that team, then I will agree with it. Advocate um, Albert? Okay, right. I think it's a complete misunderstanding. We're not saying that the current team is a transformed team. We're saying that the minister tried to intervene in the selection of the team. That it's an um, <coughs> opportunity for the government, or the government took an opportunity to try to intervene politically in the team. Whether um, they su- succeeded or not, that is another question. But we, are, we support the current team 100%, and we hope they bring back the World Cup to South Africa. What we're saying is, in principle, is that government should stop intervening in the teams in a political manner and start focusing on development because you need to have um, development happening from a primary school level right to the tertiary level um, and especially in the poorer areas. <clears throat> you don't see rugby, new rugby fields or sport fields both in um, the townships or the rural areas. You don't see people being employed there who can, um, who can serve as coaches, people who have been properly trained in sports science. Um, so the question we have um, as a political party in Parliament, what is government doing with the money that they have? We know that they're doing all sorts of funny stuff with FIFA, and they have these lack- lavish parties and, and annual events that cost millions of rands, but they don't have enough money for our um, athletes and for our uh, rugby players. So the question is, what is government doing? And we believe that there's a complete dereliction of duty on their side. Um, as for the current rugby team, we completely support them 100%, and um, we hope that they do win the World Cup. And Saru, you think Saru is doing a fine job uh, um, uh, in South African rugby? You think they are on track with regard to transformation and everything else? Well, um, I, I think they they trying from their side, but um, I don't think that they have proper guidance from government. You know, what they do is informed by government policy in the end of the day. They don't really make up their own minds to a great degree. And uh, um, so the problem is that the, the fish rots from the head. And it's clear that government talks and points fingers at people and says, but you're not doing this, you're not doing that. But they're not doing anything really themselves. I still have to see the minister showing me one new rugby field that is built in any township. And, and, and you think the British government is best placed to actually come and intervene in order to restore sanity, in your sense, mm. to this particular situation? It is an angle that we're trying um, to bring some um, debate and sensibility back into, into the debate about um, South African rugby. Uh, you know, the international world does have a stake in the quality of teams that come onto the world stage and participate in tournaments. And I don't think anybody would want to see in future that that the Springboks become a political team and not the best team that goes to a World Cup. And therefore, it's incumbent upon the members of the International Rugby Board, and especially now the British government, because they're the hosts of the World Cup, to try and um, impress that um, upon the African government that they have a special duty not to intervene politically and ask for quotas that's impossible to meet at the moment. Well, thank you so for much. Me, for me, for me, uh, come in here, please. For me, I, I don't think that we should run to the British government because if you know what they did to our people, and especially 
to, to, to the white people, then the Afrikaners, during, during those years back, and how they actually uh, hit and, 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 and annihilated the, the, the women and the children and, and all those kind of things. To turn to them, mm. you know, I, I think it must be a hot up, eh? Yeah. Well, they, well, you know, we're in a new age, and we're not trying to bring up the past, um, although Great you know, those things that That's are there. But, but we're That's trying to, to see whether they, they will have sensibility. We're trying all avenues, Mr. De Villiers, and see what happens. You know, if this doesn't work, we will try other avenues as well to bring uh, sensibility back into rugby in South Africa so that everyone can have an opportunity, no matter where they come from, whether they're black or white or whether they're poor or rich, can have an opportunity to, to develop themselves and, and fall into that pool um, from which coaches can select national teams in the future. And the transformation agenda... I just want to answer there on the last time, and I won't answer again. I just want to say that, that what I read in the Bible is the love for yourself will enable you to love your neighbor. So if we can love ourselves so much that we can love our neighbors, then we will erase all fear that actually doesn't exist uh, anyhow, and we will erase all fear, and then and then we will overcome everything. And then we don't we need we don't need letters. Then we don't need anything. We just give the love that's in our heart unconditionally to our neighbour. And I'm telling you now, nobody can beat this country. Thank you so much yeah, for that. But I agree. Advocate, I agree. Ad, um, Advocate Alberts, um, uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. Also, again, just weighing in on this. We're talking transformation in the Springboks rugby team in the lead-up to the 2015 World Cup. Uh, Peter De Villiers, former coach, our guest this morning. Geraldine, you calling us from George. Good morning. Um, good morning, Sakina. Hello. Welcome, Geraldine. Uh, thank you. You're one in a million. I love your program. Just a small suggestion. Why don't we have three teams all, you know, training for the World Cup or the big cups, you know, the big games? Mm -hmm. Three different teams so the black can play against the white and we can then see who beats who (laughs) and who is the best. It's the only way that, that... no, it, it is, because you, you know, if Geraldine, Africa doesn't win, then we're rubbish. And but, all but, the people in, in South Africa say, oh, they're rubbish, but they are not. You watch those guys. They put their bodies on the line, and they play, and they nearly kill themselves playing. But then you're taking us right back to where we came from, the past that we're trying to escape, because that sort of thing used to happen in the past. No, no the thing is that... If, if, the, if, if the Springboks don't win, South Africa is, says, oh, they're a rubbish team, even with the cricket. So if you have a black team, a white team, or a mixed team, and a mixed team, a black, white, whatever, but they're all training, and they're all for the same goal. And when the time comes, right, then the best of all of those start playing towards the main game. Okay, that's Geraldine and George with her suggestion. And, um, yeah, it takes us back to a familiar place in time. Ernest in Ladybrand, good morning. Oh, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to Mr. Diviliade. Welcome. Good morning. Uh, Sakina, I'm very disappointed by the, the statue of the person of Mr. Diviliade to come on national radio to be personal and emotional. Because... What I'm sensing from his answers, 
is a person who is very emotional and very personal. I am saying this because Sagin, he was the former coach, the first black coach of the Springboks. There was time where he fielded an all-white team in the rugby field. But what did he do? Didn't he promote what we don't want, an all-white team? And then he comes to the national radio and says, we want transformation. That's absolutely nonsense from someone like him to come on national radio and say he wants transformation, whereas in his time he didn't promote transformation. Secondly, Sakina, Andrew Craig is yes, 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 that... Yes, Okay, just Peter, just hold on. I'll give you an opportunity to oh, respond to. Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll come back to you. Sorry. Yes, uh, continue there, Sanena. Sakina, uh, uh, secondly, I was trying to say, aren't we creating a monster that one day we might find ourselves not being able to control it? Because right now we are saying rugby needs transformation and all of that stuff. And we're going to go back to where the white majority are going to say, let's look in football. In football, when Bafana Bafana is playing, only zero percent something percent of players, meaning only one white player features in the team. Thank you, Sagi. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Ernest and Lady Brand. Peter, you can respond to that. Yeah, sorry, man. I, I, I thought you were finished. I, 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 he wasn't very clear on the line. I'm really so sorry, um, Ernest. Um, I just want to thank Ernest for that. You know, you know, it's so important that people that people voice their their, their opinion. It's, it's so 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 important. And 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 even in his eyes, I haven't done enough um, for the country. Then then I am so so sorry that I have failed some people in this country because I honestly pray to God to take back the job and let me do the right thing for the country. And I am so sorry if I have failed the country. And, and I want to say it with all honesty here. And I'm not arrogant and I'm not emotional, as you said, because I'm not an emotional, emotional person. But, but the one thing is, if I have failed the country, there's no way. And if that is the general uh, feeling of... of, of of, of, of the people in the country, there's just no way that I will ever, ever get involved in a job like this again because you don't fail people twice. But I, I, I just need to ask this. Um, you're sorry, yes, um, I for one accept your apology. Everybody will decide what they want to do with it. But I want to understand why it is uh, that you feel you failed in that regard and why you need to be sorry for it. Were you co-opted into no, a system I, that existed? What, what happened? What, what happened? I didn't. To me, I didn't fail it. To me, I, I, I told you, I brought through 28 black uh, spring box. I made 28 new Springboks. Even a guy like uh, John Dinokwe that nobody wanted, I gave him and he scored record tries against the Wallabies. I, 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 I did a few I did a few things, but it was honest. Um, that is how I, 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 I thought about it. And then we lost a few, and the media went ballistic that black people aren't good enough, black people can't do this job, the black people are taking over the, the, the white people again, uh, get them out, all those kind of things. And then I decided, whoa, 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 I can't be, I can't let, let the results uh, make the black people a failure. And I had to turn from my wicked ways. 
I had to turn to the way that I saw them. Okay, go back. Go, just let them, let them just get silent. Go, 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 make it comfortable. Because, you know, in players' minds, players, if they, if you don't make them comfortable, they will do everything on the field to make you look bad too. And I just had to get them behind and, 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 and at the end, we won the old black in, uh, six times, five times out of 11 times, and we lost six times out of 11 times. And people say that's good, you know? So, so I am feeling good that we, that we, they can, they can actually tell me now, you failed the country because you didn't transform the team. But they can't say to all the black people out there, because of me, they can't be successful, because we were successful. And you know what, um, um, I need to uh, uh, apologize here to you now. I need to run to my next appointment. I had to go quarter two already. Uh, I'm going to be late and the people are waiting for another uh, thing that I have to do. But I just want to say to you now, I'm so grateful just for this opportunity. And I, and I, and I want to make it clear, I never fought Heineken Mayer. I will never fight Heineken Mayer. I only fight the principles around what I know about the man and I do know him. So, so if we can get people in, in government, uh, in leading positions, if we can get people in sport, in leading positions, who are prepared to sacrifice themselves to unite the country, then we will go forward and everybody can be comfortable. You know what? During our past eight years, we fought, we fought one uh, wicked system. Now the system doesn't exist anymore. What's happening to our youth is they're giving up easily because there's nothing to fight. And because they give up, they go into gangsterism and to drugs and to all these things because they give up. Now, we know what we fought and we can see the subtle way that it's not disappearing. So the fight isn't done, isn't finished. And if we aren't going to put on the gloves and start the fight again to get it right, I'm telling you now, our country will go down the drain because our youth won't fight because they don't know what to fight. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really have to run baby. Peter De Villiers, thank you so much for your time this morning. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he has to leave us at this point. Six minutes left before the top of the hour. We still have a few calls. We'll run through them. We'll continue the discussion. I'll read some of your messages. But yeah, a lot said. A mouthful by Peter De Villiers. Let's speak to Gift in PE. Good morning. Hi, Sakina. And it's always difficult to invite someone like Peter de Villiers because he speaks alone in the show and I've been waiting for almost 30 minutes to get in the show. But uh, I think I think first and foremost, Sakina, I think we will never attain transformation until sponsors like SA Breweries and APSA take a stand on the matters of transformation because they take rugby as a, as a commercial subject. And I think commercial interest supersedes transformation in rugby and cricket, and I think we must agree on that one. Secondly, I think the, the way of establishment need black players to give legitimacy to their manipulation of the most of these cricket and rugby teams, and those black players must must not deny the fact that they initially got into those teams because of political pressure, because, you, because you'll find people like Brian Abana trying to be apologists, and I think they must, we must not put into pressure because of this pure mafia, in, because I think this Burma Mafia is trying to control rugby. And lastly, Sakina, the, I think one of the culprits is this TV channel called Multi Choice or DSTV, which always consistently is complicit in promoting the old boys club in always using commentators who keep on promoting this old status of rugby because you'll find that most of those commentators are mostly those players 
during the apartheid era who used to play in the Springboks and most of the time they are always being used as commentators in rugby. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Gift in Port Elizabeth. Let's hear from um, Sanele in Port Chipston. Good morning. Thank you, Sakina. I, I just want to congratulate uh, Peter De Villiers for coming out and pouring out his heart and telling us exactly what happened behind the scenes uh, before uh, we see the real game. So I, I really want to appreciate that because we tend to comment or make make suggestions on something that we don't even understand what is happening behind the scenes. So I really appreciate what you have done and your guest, uh, Peter De Villiers. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you so much, Sanele. Faisal, you're in Durban. Good morning. I think Peter de Villiers is sour grapes. He's crying like a little baby. When he was in power and earning the privileges and the good salary, he didn't make a noise. Now suddenly they are at the World Cup and everybody wants to be against them. I think everybody who's complaining about rugby and cricket are people who are racist themselves. Thank you very much. Oh, short and sweet from Faisal in Durban. Philip M. Singer, good morning. Yes, Sakina, it's Philip. Sakina, quickly. Uh, the question of race and class in South Africa remains intertwined. Those who are a cultural majority are a national minority. As long as we have got an economic structure which, which represents a total monopoly of national minority, you will have these Thai babies as if maybe if you have transformed rugby, it will mean that uh, you have solved the problems of South Africa. That is why then, as the FF was saying, what we need to do in South Africa, we just need to bring about total transformation of economic system uh, through transfer of power from the hands of minority to the majority of our people. Thank you so much, Philip M. Singer. And Kaya in Cape Town, you're our last caller. Good morning. Morning. My point is that we must no longer tolerate the peanut and, ra- and raisin scenario we have in sport in South Africa, where blacks are the raisins and the white people are majority of the peanut scenario. Government must take a role and must continue to play it unapologetically, where it regulates these sponsors, as the previous caller has mentioned, that they must also support black players, African and colored in particular. And my message to South Africans is that we must also assist. I myself have organized 10 young girls and 10 young boys that I myself have in my own pocket trying to make them to play tennis and golf here in Cape Town. So if we want to see transformation in our sport and everywhere in our country, we must assist the way we can. We, Things are not just going to fall out of the sky. Thank you very much, Sakina. Thank you so much, uh, Kaya. And then uh, just a few messages that we're going to run through. Tell us about transformation in soccer. Good team uh, to junk. And then uh, this keeps coming up, and I see some of you talking about it on uh, the uh, platforms as well. The issues are very different. Transformation is about exclusion. The fact that there was a system in place to effect exclusion. And that that was in place in soccer as well. But that situation was broached in the 80s already, if not slightly before then. So that does not arise in the case of soccer. So transformation in other sporting codes is about bringing about, you know, a more representative team, opening up the 
avenues so that anyone who wants to play can play without having, you know, um, structural barriers put in place to actually prevent them from getting in. So uh, we're going to put all the messages. There are tons of them on our website. So you can go there and have a read, uh, have a look at what everybody is saying. Thanks to Peter Tavalius. Thanks to all of you. We're back tomorrow morning.